0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and today we are going to do part two of a four-part series on probate in Clark County, Nevada. Last week, we talked about set-aside estates, which are estates of $25,000 or less in value unless you're a surviving spouse, in which case it's hundred thousand, less than 100000 in value of the estate, then you might be able to do an uh, affidavit of entitlement. Uh, Today we're going to go jump up. It's basically probate. Let me just remind everyone, probate is the court process of transferring the decedent's assets to the heirs. And so probate is all about, depending on what level of probate you're at, it all depends on how much the estate is worth, the estate is valued at. So like I said last week, we were in really small estates. We're still in small estates. We're going to talk about what are called set-aside estates, which are estates for, where the value of the estate is less than $100,000. So the difference between this and the affidavit of entitlement when you are a surviving spouse and your estate is less than, your decedent's estate is less than 100000 is that you would do an affidavit of entitlement if there's no real property in your surviving spouse if there is real property you can't do the affidavit of entitlement you have to do the set aside so like i said set asides are for less than a hundred thousand in assets and i'm talking not just about surviving spouses i'm just talking about any heirs that's we would be in a, what's called a set-aside estate. They're pretty fast. They're not that expensive because you can usually get it done in a couple months tops. Um, and like I said, it, ta- it includes real property. So when we're talking about real property, you may have a $500,000 home but we're only talking about the equity. So if you only have 50,000 in equity, then that would still be considered a set aside because the actual asset is only 50 grand, it's not 500,000. So you look at the equity in any real property if there is any. And the court does accept Zillow estimates, which is actually a good thing. A lot of people, you know, well, particularly realtors, aren't thrilled with Zillow, just kind of like LegalZoom for attorneys. We're not thrilled with it because it's not very accurate necessarily. Um, However, the reason the court does this is because of public policy. They want to make it uh, less expensive for people to do this kind of thing. So... When I say they accept Zillow estimates, when you file the court documents with the court, which is called the initial petition to set aside, you would attach a mortgage statement if you have real property involved, showing how much the mortgage is, and then also the Zillow value. So then in the petition, you would explain what the actual equity in the property is, which would figure into how much the estate value is and how would we how we would get into this set aside category. Uh, and so basically you gotta wait 30 days after death before you petition the court for a set aside. You also have to notice any creditors, any known creditors and any heirs of the estate. So in any of these probate cases um you either have somebody who's passed away with a will or somebody who has not, who has passed away without a will. So if you have a will, then of course you've got to lodge the will with the court. So the court gets the will, the original will, and then um, they, they're going to follow whatever the decedent's wishes are as long as they're within the law. So whatever the decedent says in his will or his or her will, whatever goes where, that's where it's going to generally go. If you are left with someone who does not have a will, then the court has to follow the statutes, which are called interstate succession statutes, and that's going to dictate who gets what. Um, So, when I say you've got to notice the creditors and the heirs, um, you're going to, regardless of if there's a will or not, you will have to notice any of the people, any of the related people. Um, So, for example, if you have a person who passes away and they have three brothers and two sisters and a mom that's still alive but no spouse and no children then you would have to notice the three brothers two sisters and the mom all of them would have to be notified of the passing and of the probate and then that gives them an opportunity to contest potentially what's who's getting what or what's going on, um, but it's something that by statute you have to do. Now, when we talk about the creditors, which we talked about in part one, because they definitely figure in any type of probate that you have to deal with, Um, in part one, when we're talking about affidavits of entitlement, remember I said you can't actually, unfortunately, do an affidavit of entitlement if you're an heir and you know of creditors. Uh, you can't do it because in there you're saying, I don't know of any creditors. <laughs> or if I know of any creditors, they've all been paid. So um, in this case, in the set-aside, we're going to be noticing the creditors. So you're going to notify them by in by mailing, a notice of the petition. So you'll give them a copy of, a peti- of the petition probating the estate. Um, and then if you think there are creditors you don't know of, which frankly is very, very common because most people aren't um, – don't know everything about the person that's passed away unless you're the surviving spouse maybe you know all the creditors but in general um there's a big possibility you probably don't know if there are creditors so you will have to actually um publish the notice so you'll have to publish it in a newspaper for three weeks uh, before you have your hearing on the set aside that's to ensure that the creditors have an opportunity to uh step up and you know show themselves, essentially, um, if they have some sort of claim to the estate. So this type of probate generally requires one hearing only, most of the time, depending. (laughs) I would say depending because it depends on the circumstances, but in general, if you've got a pretty straightforward set aside, you're only going to one hearing, you're doing the petition to set aside, and literally it's called a set aside because that's what you're doing. You're asking the court to set aside the estate to... X, Y, and Z, or X, or whoever the heir is, if there's only one heir, or if there's two heirs, whatever it is, you're asking the court to simply set it aside to that person or those individuals, um, and not to go through the whole full court process. Um, That's all I have for set-asides. They are fairly simple. Most people do need an attorney for a set-aside. It's just going to be a lot easier, but the attorney fees will not be of course as expenses expensive as they would be in any other type of probate that we're going to talk about moving forward because like i said it's a simple process it only requires one court appearance maybe two um, and it can be done in a couple months now if you want and i will say because this will go to part three if you want to sell the real property via probate you don't want it to just simply transfer title to the heir Then we're going to be looking at the next level of probate, which is summary administration, which we'll talk about next time. Um, And that takes a little bit longer because, you know, you're selling a house. (laughs) So it's going to take a little bit longer, but I did want to mention that. That's all I have for today. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to give our office a call. We do offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults. So if you think you need an attorney, you probably do. (laughs) But you can always call us and set up a consult, and we'll let you know what we think and if you have any requests for topics please you know comment on our social media send us shoot us an email Um, we're on facebook instagram twitter linkedin Uh, so thank you for listening and i will see you next time